All right, what the fuck is up? Chris Black coming to you live and direct from Hell's Waiting Room, New York City. New York. New York. Uh, Them Jeans is joining me from beautiful uh, Glendale, California, I'm guessing. Beautiful Glendale, California. I got to take an Uber, or I mean a Lyft yesterday, and I met uh, an Armenian Lyft driver who let me know that his uh, family is in the Armenian Mafia. And, you know, he's looking for a place to stay in town right now. <laughs> um, he's having a tough time kind of getting a co-signer on, on a lease right now. I mean, the real estate market is tough. I was but- under the impression, though, Jason, if you're in the mafia, money is not really an issue. And if it is, you know where to get it or you know how to strong arm someone into giving them i know so do you think maybe he was lying to you because it says it doesn't seem that feasible he, to me. so his family does a company that's called securities printing where they make uh like mm. they like print government documents and stuff like that you know like passports and tax forms and things like that you mean print them um it's like a government contract print them illegally no, no no legally legally oh, oh 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 i thought i thought you were saying they're selling these like i can get a passport for anywhere no it, it was more of like grand. there's more of like the vibe is like the armenian mafia is sort of like has government contracts, which is not really a, you know, that's the thing that happens in mafias all over the world. So why would he be explaining this to you? He felt at home uh, with them jeans in the back of his A8. He did have McDonald's back there. I didn't, I was too afraid to ask him for it. I just don't understand why this guy with this level of power <laughs> is driving you to a restaurant. I have an answer for you okay. because he wants to, bri- that's the family business. And he came to America to make, uh, his way on his own. He wants to be independently wealthy. He no longer wants to live off of his family money. He's not a nepo baby. Oh. He kept he kept using that phrase, and I was like, "Wow, you've heard that." <laughs> He's not a can nepo you, baby. Can you say? Can to- you say? Can you say nepo baby in an Armenian accent, please? <laughs> That'll be on the Patreon. <laughs> oh God, it's so funny. But I, it was, it was is, commendable, okay, so he, and he's like, "I don't want to make it." You know, I don't want to make it in this world from daddy's money. I want to get it out out the, the hummus mud myself. <laughs> and I said, kudos to you, brother. I say the opposite of that. You're stupid. And driving Lyft is not... That sucks, you know? <laughs> like, I like I understand what you're saying, but how old do you think this guy was? Because also, who paid for the A8? Uh, uh, bro, I have so many questions. I have so many okay. questions. I don't get it. I don't get any of it because he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for like a one bedroom apartment or a back house in Glendale. I'm like, bro, you're driving a hundred twenty thousand dollar car. Like, what's this is? This all seems fishy to me, and this is why I don't talk to these liars when they're driving me. <laughs> that I don't, I don't care about your family. I don't care about your supposed mafia connections in a different country. Like, just get me from point A to point B, and we'll see about giving you those five stars. Chief. Chris said that don't impress me much. I'm fucking, I'm Shania to this shit. <laughs> You know, we were supposed to have a guest today, but we got Hollywooded. We got Hollywooded, and we're happy to be Hollywooded because then you guys get what you really want one-on-one, even though the guest was a good guest, but um, he's going to have to suck both of our dicks now. Nothing nothing else to be done about it. I mean, this is how it goes sometimes, but you know, when you you cancel after the start time, I I do have to say I get a little upset. It's not my favorite, (laughs) and I, I respect rescheduling. I expect... You know, things come up, et cetera, but also like, you know, I know we're lowly podcasters in the scheme mm-hmm. of things, Jason, but when do you think we'll get some goddamn respect? I think once we can like make or break people's careers. I mean, we get respect now. It's just from people who aren't very famous, you know, like if if you're a band that has 
11,000 followers on Instagram and you're, you know, like we could change your career a little bit. Like we could make a pretty big impact and, you know, until we're on some type of Rogan level where we could change a guest's life by them appearing on here, we're not really going to get jack shit. It's just like I'm sitting, I'm sitting here in this apartment, you know, I rushed back to do this podcast with you. In the rain. In the rain. I, I'm soaking wet and then I'm look, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Drake in Ibiza. You guys thought we were gay baiting. I thought I see. I'm looking at Brad Pitt in a skirt. I'm seeing all these thoughts on vacation. There's so much going on. Mm -hmm. But I had, you know, I had kind of directed my thoughts to to the interview. You know, I go into interview mode, Jason. You know what I'm talking about. You have to in this business. In this business, you got to go interview mode. And now I'm back in chatting with TJ mode, and and it's just it's discombobulating, it's jarring for someone of my kind of mental stature, mm -hmm. as smart. Uh, as I am, unfortunately, I'm not super nimble. So you know, when I have to really redirect my mind, Chris, I wouldn't say that. On, I wouldn't say that in public with all of our VC listeners. No, I know the word. They might be turned off by that. I, you're right. I'm sorry. Look, I want to work with you guys. BlackRock's been sniffing around, but <laughs> the kind of word word around the hill is that we're not super nimble, and that could come around to bite us in the ass when it's acquisition time. No, that that's a good point. I don't want to kind of lower. And all the BlackRock homies listening, I'm nimble enough for the both of us. All right, guys, come fuck with the boys. Jason walks backwards on the treadmill just for this reason. <laughs> So, so so yeah and i'm thinking about getting in back into microdosing. so there's a lot to chat about guys jesus christ we you know what we didn't talk about jason which this gives us a great opportunity is is the breakup of Jesus and mira mm -hmm. yeah and if you're listening to this podcast right now for the first time because you have a a void to fill welcome i was i was talking to our friend jimmy uh jolliffe uh -huh. and we were and i was like yo what's up Jesus and Miro, you hear the news kind of thing because he used to live in New York and he's, you know, in the member of the hip hop community as well. And he's like, yeah, I know those guys, but I never listened to the podcast. I don't really like um, like chummy chat shows between two guys very much. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's good. I got to remember that. I, <laughs> that. No, I mean, I think that it's, uh, I think that, I mean, there's a lot of theories being thrown around the internet. I got a theory. My theory is is Jesus is smashing Anna Kendrick, and he's got on Hollywood. What is that? Yeah, is that that's real? So you didn't just put you didn't say Anna Kendrick because she was the least likely person to be with. Jesus. No, this is this is because I think Jesus is a known lover of white chicks, and I think that Anna Kendrick. I, I okay. think according to my, but that's white white. I, I, look, if you if you're gonna do it, do it. You know what I mean. But according to my. <laughs> According to my sources, they're in this in, a, in the same quote unquote friend circle. So this isn't that out of the question, according to my sources. I want to know what this Venn diagram is looking like, where Anna Kendrick and Jesus Nice are swimming in the same circle. What is that, Jason? You you know all about Hollywood, bro. You're from there. You know how murky those waters get. You know, eight maybe they have the same agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably a manager thing. We met. I met at uh, at Irving's backyard or whatever. Yeah, when I get invited, Anna Kendrick is hanging out with Jesus Nice a lot. Is the Gawker story? See, see who. Who would bitch. hang out with Anna Kendrick a lot unless there's sex involved? Because it ain't like I mean, she seems like a thespian to me. Well, he could. I mean, well, I know that Jesus wants to get into Hollywood. He probably wants to be an actor. Now he's in, literally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then it says perhaps the Yoko rumors are true. So if Anna Kendrick broke up Jesus and Miro, uh -huh. and if you if Drake had that parlay bet, <laughs> that fucking. 
Long shot. That's why <laughs> that would get his, that would get his dad out of debt. That's why that's why Drake's in a he's celebrating his win. That's why he's in Ibiza. <laughs> he didn't he didn't need to perform with black coffee. That was just a shield. He yeah, he he put a four billion to one bet that Anna Kendrick <laughs> will be the one who breaks up Jesus and Miro. Not just Showtime, but their podcast as well. She will deprive the community of the quote-unquote art, uh, and everyone said, "Yeah, Drake, I'll take that bet all day exactly. long." Exactly, the, uh, and then he, and then Drake got to work. Drake got to work, but I let me say this just to to kind of put the how long gone listeners at ease. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No matter how much Jason hates me <laughs> for wanting to go Hollywood, we would never leave money like that on the table because we are focused on the goal. That's right, you know, and that is. That's obviously providing incredible entertainment three times a week, but it's also about making money to feed our families. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's something. I think that that's what I'm worried about, though, because Miro, my favorite of the mm-hmm. two, of course. I like them both. He's got four children. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Stakes are a little different for him. Stakes are different. And I don't know how much money you can make from Twitch streaming, but I don't know if it's the same as Showtime. If he was playing Call of Duty, then yeah, but I don't know. A lot of people seem to think, though, that there's like a lot of monetary success available for both of them in like sports casting yeah etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah, for sure which i think is 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 very possible but i i wonder i, I wonder i don't know it's it's very interesting because it's really like a rags to riches kind of we met on twitter story mm-hmm. and it for, for it to end like end like this is pretty unfortunate honestly mm-hmm. i listen to the podcast religiously it's fucking hilarious and the show on vice was fucking hilarious too i mean it was really yeah. good a lot of people will consider when bodega boys the podcast was in full swing that is about as good as it gets for a comedy podcast you know totally for this style i mean honestly it's it's you know similar obviously in style to ours to an extent um mm-hmm. and i i agree i mean i agree i think it's it's really funny you know, I, again, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know enough about like sports and what their ambitions are to be able to say like, is this going to work or not? But I hope it does because like they're funny. My theory is that they should not have ever signed to Showtime, and I know that it was good for them, and I know that they gave a lot of people in their friendship group jobs that they might have, you know, careers for forever. Yeah, Tash P and all, all those bros. It, 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 that part was cool, but when you have something that's so grassroots and special like that. The entertainment biz, they see the dollar signs and they sink their claws into it and it, it just it just pulls people apart. It happens so much and they could have stayed podcasting forever and it would just get bigger I and bigger don't... and they would just get one guy to sell ads or one person to sell ads and they're doing live shows like it would be good money. Yeah, but the problem is the show is really good on Vice. That's the thing. There was like proof of concept that it, it worked. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's the thing. It's like they actually made that jump and it worked. Unlike the cursed fucking Bill Simmons show, you know, yeah, like they they took it from podcast to TV and it was really successful. And obviously, Vice was cursed and like, but it was a better home for it. I think, yeah, because they Showtime. weren't they weren't meddling. They were letting them. They're like, you guys, you guys have the sauce. Just we're just going to give you a budget to keep doing it. But I also think, I mean, I wonder if Showtime was actually meddling or if things just didn't go well, you know, for a myriad of reasons. Like that's possible. Yeah. I think it's easy to to blame a network cuz like that's what celebrities do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like listening to Andrew Schultz talk about how he <laughs> he was paid to do a special and then he got notes back and didn't want to do them, so he's taken it to YouTube. Do you believe that? I don't know, kind of I kind of do believe it. I mean, he makes a good case for it, and I think that I really think that YouTube is unfortunately just it now. Like it's it's just 
proven to be it. No, I, I think that's true to an extent, but it depends on how old you are is the thing. Yeah, true. I just I can't imagine paying fifteen dollars to watch a comedy special and then getting a link and clicking on it to watch it. <laughs> that is so like that's just so many steps that we are not we're used to turning something on and it just being there. These it's not about the money necessarily. It's about the extra steps and it's like Oh, I want. I don't want to watch it on my laptop. Let me open it on my TV. It's a pain in the ass. Like it's. It's just. It's not a seamless. It's not a seamless experience the way that other things can be. Yeah, but I mean, there is pay per view, and those are those are things that you have to. You know, there's extra steps, and people have the YouTube app on their TV and and cable. You know that you can watch porn on the computer. You don't have to. You don't have to pay for it like pay per view like that. Yeah, and I can watch comedy for free on YouTube. But if you want to see the hot people. Having sex, you're gonna have to pay a little bit for premium content. And mm, good point. Obviously, Andrew Schultz or Jesus and Miro, they don't have fan bases so large that they're gonna be doing, you know, Logan Paul numbers or pay per view fights or something like that. But on the scale, if they own everything soup to nuts, they're able to make a lot of fucking money if they if they bet on themselves and pay off. You know, they they spend fifty grand to shoot it and produce it. No, for sure, you could make a lot of money. My thing is that it, it reminds me of when Charlie XCX told us that like I lo- want to be with a major label because I don't want to deal with that shit, and that is exactly my response to that. Yeah, do I want to deal? Do I want to hire the entire team to shoot and edit and and produce and then cut it up? And it's just it's crazy. It's a lot of work, and it's like I guess if you have the infrastructure, of course, why not? But like. If Showtime or you know if Showtime or Netflix or Hulu comes to you and says we'll do that for you and you'll make a little bit less money, I'm going to take a little bit less money in that in that yeah, situation. But I, think. I think sometimes it's it might be a lot less money. Number one, and then number two, they don't give you any numbers. They don't you don't get to keep any of the data or whatever. So if you've built your little pirate ship, yeah, and that's you have good. That's your a good point. Email that's list and your subscribers and your network and blah blah blah. Net, you know, Netflix does not give you any of that shit, and they're just kind of like, "Yeah, the show did good." Like, how many people watched it? Like, yeah, you know, they just don't tell you. And YouTube, everyone sees it; it's all there. Uh, no, of course, I understand. I understand the power of YouTube and think it's very real. I just think that it's like what you have to do to get that going is a lot of work. True, you have to have money to pay. For, like, you can't just do that. Yeah, I, I guess on another on another scale, that comedian Stavros, who was on Come Town. He did a special at the Lodge Room where we did our live show, and he probably spent you know five thousand dollars to film it. It's an hour special. He had a couple friends with some cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already lit. It's, it's pretty easy. Like it looks fine enough. And he'll put it on YouTube, and it probably has you know two or three million views. And you know, the, our same logic of we want as many people to hear our podcast as possible, and then it'll work its way out. Good point. He was kind of doing that. He's giving it all away for free. He's five grand out of pocket. It's worth it. And it's worth it. this has the this has the potential to change his whole career. You know, as long as you like, all right, I got my hour yeah, at six. That's true. Everyone's going to hear it. There's no paywall. There's it's so easy. Uh, you know, a one year old could could open their phone and and watch it. And he's booking you know world worldwide tours for a year after that and making a million bucks. You know? That's different to me. That's different to me because you're not trying to monetize the special. You, you're saying to yourself, I'm investing in this because I know it will pay off in these other ways. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like that to me is reasonable. I, I just don't like the steps required to watch something in that way. Like I, I don't want to, I, I don't know. I don't want to go to Andrew Schultz's <laughs> Shopify 
to or you know or like whatever to pay i don't know it just it, it's it seems bad like a customer experience but like if you're a dorky fan of him you don't give a shit you just want to support him absolutely that's kind of what i'm forgetting yeah and then if you have um if you become deplatformed like louis ck where nobody will touch him it was a smart business move on his part where he has to do a lot more back-end work. Yeah, but he didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice, but he did something interesting where once his name was was sort of sullied and he became persona non grata in the business, the value of his content went way down. His specials, his TV show, you know, all that stuff. So he bought back all of his mm-hmm. rights for his specials and TV shows probably for pennies on the dollar because no one's going to, you know, FX is going to air Louie anymore because mm. they'll get letters and shit. <laughs> so he bought it all back, puts it all on his website and sells it. And I'm sure not very many people are watching it, but uh, you know, several thousands of dollars oh, a month. Sure. Oh, for sure. No, it's, it's also passive income. I mean, you know, once you recoup on whatever you had to spend to buy it back, I mean, you know, it's, it's like, that's, I mean, bands have done that for years. They buy back the rights to the record. They put it out independently and they make more money, you know, after the, if, especially if they have like a resurgence. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think that, I mean, I'm sure those guys will land on their feet. Uh, I hope so. I wonder how bad it actually is or how much it's just like ego shit and, and if they will regret this um, mm-hmm. no matter what they go on to do, you know, because I, I do think it's difficult, of course, but I, I just wonder, you know, I need the real tea is my point. Do you think that we're ever going to get the real tea? Yeah. It can't be Anna Kendrick. That's too insane. No, I think it could be Anna Kendrick. And I also think that we will get the tea because I think they both will talk sideways about each other because that's who they are as people. Like they talk, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Like they talk shit for a living. Like I, I think it would be almost disingenuous unless it was something like weirdly serious. You know what I mean? If it was just like, fuck this motherfucker, he was slacking off or fuck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll hear about that. If it's like, yo, sorry, a kid had cancer, I wasn't showing up, we're not going to hear about that. <laughs> that that's, the, that's where I'm drawing the line in the sand. I think if it's, if it's, if it's what we think it is, we'll hear about it. That, that's my point. Uh, selfishly, as a podcast of two bros talking shit to each other all day, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that their show has been canceled because it's one less, uh, one less dragon to slay on our road to Joe Rogan stardom, Chris. No, that's right. And once, once we get the ringer kind of out of here altogether, and then we take... <laughs> You know, we take care of Gladwell because he's a little bit of a pest. You know what I mean? Gladwell is a pest. We can knock all these guys out, no problem, on our way to the top. I don't think it's that. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to interview Mark Polin about <laughs> mushrooms and shit. I'm ready to get this shit popping. There's only so many subjects left. You know what I mean? I feel like we have to retire the psychedelics as medicine conversation. <laughs> There's no more new information. Like, either you, you do that and you believe it or you don't believe it and you don't do it. I can't believe it still is getting, like full netflix series and multiple stories in reputable publications it's trickling down well i mean we're we're cool and then now regular people are starting to discover it and it's a scary thing for most people so everyone's kind of dipping their toe in the jacuzzi and feeling it out sure and you're probably resistant and hesitant to it because it'll be perfect for you and you're you know un- uncover those stones of the mind i'm not even i'm not even like against it i just think it's like Mm -hmm. it's not interesting to talk about anymore that's all i'm like it's not it's not again if it works for you it works for you just like anything else don't talk about it be about it yeah like what's what's there to say about it besides like it really works for me like you think a scientist like i don't know you know what i mean people people are not going to be convinced by scientists i think you either want to do something like that (laughs) like i think you're either like the kind of person that does that or the kind of person that doesn't do that i don't think i don't think there's a lot of like 
being swayed one way by reading something in the New York Times. I don't know. I disagree. I think if the right person yeah. tells you, you can definitely convince them. And it's, I feel like I'm due for a little mushroom trip myself, actually. Oh, great. Uh, I need to break on through. What do you, what do you, but you want to just get a couple caps and head down to the desert, see what goes on, see who's playing Pappy and Harriet's next weekend? Are you saying like, <laughs> no, you want to start micro? No, no, no. I want to, neither. I want to, I need to macro dose. I need to do a, a proper God's dose. I need to okay. do the full eighth to the face. Where do you plan to do this, though? Because I feel like, Everybody that does mushrooms, meaning you and your loser friends, like they all really, they it's like it's got to be the right environment, man. Like you're doing ayahuasca, you don't want to do it in a, an apartment in Gowanus. You know, you need to do it in <laughs> in Santa Fe with a shaman. Yeah, the set, the set, and the setting. The set and the setting is. So, so what? What's your plan? Are you gonna Are you gonna put rocks in a circle in your backyard and just kind of lay down? Are you planning? Oh, no. okay. What? What? <laughs> and what? I think. You know, you first of all, you have to be in nature, and second of all, you have to be in the right mindset to have either either like you have to be in a a, a healthy, positive mental state, or you have to have you have to be maybe down bad in a in a place that's not the best, but mm-hmm. be legitimately open to discomfort as a means to getting to the other side and i was open to some discomfort some... this morning when the <laughs> trainer at barry said put that incline on 10 and i i opened myself right up to that discomfort jason so i'm no i'm no you know i'm no slouch when it comes to discomfort okay yeah okay good now we need to now we're talking about mental discomfort not physical though is the issue here chris i i podcast with you you know how much i podcast with you it's it's constant mental discomfort <laughs> it's a you're welcome check the invoices in the mail bitch it's a game of chess and i i'm i'm so mushrooms just to be clear they've been co-opted by like startup weed culture right so you can get like a cool package that feels like you're buying them from kith yeah but they're still technically not legal legal here okay you're you're allowed to possess them but you're not allowed to sell them or like buy them kind of you know basically they're just saying like we don't really give a shit yeah unless we catch you like moving 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 pounds or something moving Mm -hmm. moving stinky pounds so you know where to you know where to cop an eighth for your dome piece i know where to cop an eighth for my dome piece i we were talking about the the crazy drug dealer menus you know yeah the menu guys yeah i I came across a new one recently and it's it's becoming a a very interesting (laughs) industry you're hold on you're telling me that drug dealing has become a in a cool industry jason the way the way the way that you were exclusive cool is not the word for it actually the way you were talking about the sort of millennial branding of hard drugs like mushrooms Mm kind of takes the fun and coolness out of it I'm starting to see that now with like real actual drug drugs and people are So you're saying I can get an eight ball that looks like it was it was, you know, packaged like Brightland olive oil is what you're saying? Like I can like No, I'm saying that some of these drug dealers will actually have the Brightland olive oil as well. Like they're becoming a little bit of like a what? like a digital well, I mean, that's an exaggeration, but one like so let's say you'll have like we have three different ketamines or cocaines or whatever, and it'll show you okay. like here's where it was sourced. You know, it was from this farm. Yeah, it's grass fed, pasture raised. It's like it's like when I hit sweet green, I need to know where exactly. my arugula is from. It's listed on the board. Yes, exactly, exactly. So and you're like, oh, this ketamine's from Sonoma. Okay, bomb. Oh like, my god, did we so have a good saying- summer? So there's that. That's the first peg of it. <laughs> that is so fucking torched, Jason. The second okay, peg of it, which is good, just good business 
workings, which is like, hey, we're already selling illegal drugs. Very um, risky in terms of my like sure. criminal record. <laughs> so if we're already if we've already cracked the eggs and made a mess and we're and the omelet's going, why not double down? So they're also selling natural wines. Oh my god! Okay, so you're telling me <laughs> is white is white bitch party packs is what's happening. So you're saying I can get a fair trade organic non GMO <laughs> cocaine sourced directly from Bolivia with a picture of the family who picked the leaves <laughs> with with two with two bottles of a nice fizzy oh cold summer red. Jason, that's what you're saying. Well, so basically the deal is we're like you know we'll deliver your your drugs to you you know. As long as you live in Mount Washington or whatever, of course, we'll come. We'll come straight to you. Three, four hundred dollars minimum delivery, or else we're not going to do it, kind of thing. So let's say I'm at two seventy on my on my ketamine and Kush order, and I need to bump it up over there. Okay. Let me get a couple bottles of glue glue. Okay, so, and because okay. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna want a, a chuggable chilled red course, anyway while we're chain smoking cigarettes in my loft. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's, so it's like it's just and it's just smart so it's like oh we got popped for you know selling wine on signal and it's like well <laughs> I, okay. I also okay. do bundles of heroin so okay so i think we're fine with uh selling a little little pinot gris okay so if the, okay, it's just like anything else there's there's a, a barrier of entry papa john says one medium cheese ain't enough let's th- let's let's throw in the cinnamon swirl sticks and maybe some dipping sauces as well, and then we can get that right over to you in 30 minutes or less. Yes, because before uh, your days of drug dealing and drug purchasing, it was like, hey, you know, the minimum's 500 for me or else I'm not going to come over to the house. And then that means you're like, oh, well, I only wanted to buy $300 worth of cocaine, so instead I will buy $500 worth of cocaine. That was the only option out. That's right. That's called, that's smart business. <laughs> that is smart business. But now they're diversifying. I mean, I guess it doesn't. It, it is not that smart to sell wine. It takes up a lot of space. You got breakage. You no, got spoilage. Kind of, you got to keep it out of the light. You know what I mean? I mean, it's really funny because that is so deeply uncool and like <laughs> against everything that drugs are about. But this is this is what these nerds that have money demand. Like this is they're just feeding a demand from these nerds who are used to getting everything delivered to them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by, you know, DoorDash or Caviar. And they're saying, We'll do that too. If you want your ketamine, we can also bring you, you know, all the accoutrement. I I just I mean, to me it's convenience. It's like when you're an Erewhon and you're walking, you, you got all your groceries, you got your your lasagna and you got your buffalo cauliflower and you're ready to check out and you're going through the the S-shaped snake winding checkout line, and you're like, oh, do I need this charcoal-activated gum? Do I need this cacao chocolate bar? And you you just start grabbing little things like, ooh, that's convenient. I need that. I needed to pick up this I, look, whatever, I and it's just there, you know? I respect that, and I do think this is good business, but I hate it. It does, it does take away from the pure... Drug use, drug dealing. If you've world. never got, if you've never gone down from your apartment at midnight already drunk and gotten in a in a car where the cocaine comes out from behind a hidden stereo, then <laughs> you you ain't doing it right. We're just you know gonna do I mean? a couple like, laps around the block. Yeah, if you don't do a couple laps around the Lower East Side block and come out two hundred dollars lighter, but your pocket's got a little something in it. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if I want the experience that you're talking about. Even even though it's definitely better 
You, does that make sense? Like I know, I know, I know it's better. Yeah, of course. Of if course. I want to go get shamed by some wine dork, then let me do that in peace. Don't don't sully my drug use with that. I, I don't know. I, I just mm-hmm. also, can you trust your coke dealer to recommend a truly crisp dry white? I don't know. <laughs> Well, a, a, a crisp, dry white in powder form, maybe. Yes, exactly. But I'm saying, like, I don't know until there's a certified sommelier uh, that's also a certified ketamine sommelier, that this combo okay. is not going to work for someone of your stature, Jason. That's what I... Okay, well, I'll let you know when I get the signal message that they just hired somebody from Domain to do <laughs> their, their their wine program. <laughs> so we're, we're they send out a press release on Signal about their announcement of onboarding a new sommelier to help with the wine side of the business. And just a picture of a... A woman wearing like a, 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 a dorkable apron who also has like an Uzi strapped to her because she's actually moving real weight. That's cool. That's a good. That's a good idea. And I'm sure. I'm sure you can make more money. I don't know if you get paid that much to work in these wine stores. I think all you get is the snobbery that comes with it. Yeah, I'm sure Helen's is not offering competitive wages. That's why I had to get into the dark game. You do get fifty percent off at John and Vinny's. We, we we don't let you sit with the customers, but we do give you a nice discount. Yeah, at both places you get you get a little free flower, but the the flower at John and Vinny's is all purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The flower, my shit, bro. It's got purple in it. It got <laughs> my shit crazy. You can't. You don't want to lay my flower down on the counter before you start beating the dough. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a little different. My gelato is a little different than <laughs> what they got over at John and Vinny's. Oh. They got pistachio. Yeah, that chocolate's cute, but my shit hitting a little harder. Um, <laughs> I, I do think we should talk about this series of posts that Drake made today from Ibiza. Yeah, let's do a deep dive here. The, the main one that I'm seeing, well, obviously, there's the thought photo of his uh, cool sculpted abs, which look great. Well, let's go. Let's just do, we'll do chronologically. First image of this gay little carousel. <laughs> so, yeah, it's him, side profile, if if um, it was just cropped up a little bit more, he would appear that he was being serviced um, penally in this image. He's making <laughs> penally, a, a little bit of an O face. Penally serviced, Jason. You could just <laughs> say getting top. It's okay. You don't need just penally serviced. You're right. I'm being pedantic here for no reason. Okay, so he has his fake abs. His he's got the the inside out nipple, which is a flag for me. I'm I'm calling that out first and foremost. What do you think about that, Chris? I need to look at this. I'm bringing it up. I don't really know what you mean. <laughs> Enhance. This is one of the weirdest things you've ever said to me on this podcast, and we've done hundreds of hours. Well, sometimes, okay, sometimes you know, it can be a little cold, maybe out of the pool, and you'll have a little bit of a reverse in in any nipple. You know about an any nipple? I'm I'm personally not comfortable talking about Drake's nipples with you right now. But well, I we're do- here, bitch. Our our guest canceled, so we're talking about Drake's nipples. <laughs> this is what people really want. I mean, I think that his it's I with Drake, I, it's the face he makes. The, the face he's making is saying this phrase, "Ooh, puppy, no." That's 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 Drake's. This is his go to picture face. Like this is his number one picture face. So it's like I'm so familiar with it that I can't unsee it. But shockingly, every time, it hits me hard. So he's doing... So it's kind of, a, you know, um, the Mary-Kate and Ashley duck face, the the classic. Mm. Like, if, if Mary-Kate and Ashley were, like, Dominican, they'd, and that this is kind of what it would be. Maria right. and Katia Olsen <laughs> from, from okay. the block. Mary-Kate from the block is doing her patented duck face, and this is has a little bit of a duck with Platanos vibe. But then... 
On the next slide, he goes hard body, of course. He's blowing that Zaza in a okay. red cowboy shirt with a nice... Oh, I'm not talking... I'm talking about the carousel, Chris. I'm sorry. I, I Run that back, Turbo. Run that back. Okay, the next one is a classic blurry thought photo at the beach. Nothing to see here. He's using the a window as a reflective mirror, and he's kind of sunning himself and taking a little selfie mm-hmm. and kind of... As to drop his grinder pin kind of vibe. This is for all the thick ones. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then the, the next photo. <laughs> he is showing be, some soul as well. That's yeah, S-O-L-E. Yeah, he's letting, he's letting these freaks know that he's down for foot play as well. <laughs> he's Then on the next slide, it's an up-close picture of his wrist that is just absolutely drowning Jason in these mm-hmm. perfect, brilliant cut diamonds. This is a tennis bracelet that your chick couldn't even get in the same room with. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's if it's one to, thing Drake knows, it's clarity, isn't it? That's, that's yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> he's a he's a lot of different kinds of queens, and a clarity queen is one of them. Number one clarity queen. The next picture he's wearing <laughs> looks to be next picture. He looked like Blue Ivy. <laughs> he does look like he's doing Blue Ivy face. He's doing a Blue Ivy face. Uh, Mom, Dad, you're so fucking lame. Why are we at the Knicks game? Um, <laughs> But he's got a he's got a bandana that looks to be of maybe a Versace style tied around his head backwards it's, with it's another a, it's giant like a, diamond tennis chain. It's a it's a it's a auntie Masoni scarf kind of vibe. Yeah. And he, he, do you think that he tied this Tupac style bandana himself, or he had a a ting do it for him? A ting, okay. for sure. You can, bro, you cannot. You're a virgin if you tie that yourself. <laughs> Well, you know, it is Drake. Uh, you can't do that. All right. And then you can never be too sure with Drake. Next, next photo. He, it's, it's a little blurry, you know, just like what Gen Z likes, like not really labored over cool photo. Just he's like, being real. He's being real with this one. He's being real. There's a white man in the foreground that's obviously there <laughs> accidentally. Um, it, lo- it looks to be, um, television's Ed O'Neill from Married with Children and Modern it does, Family. It does look like Ed O'Neill, but also he's wearing a shirt that appears to be kind of a top man. And, uh XL collection it's a, it's like a it's an abstract cheetah print what I'm, I'm sure it's a, a Dries or something right that shirt costs more than everything you've ever spent at the real real but it does look like Zara <laughs> uh, it does it does definitely look like how Zara. much could that shirt what is it 895 come on that could be a stack it could be a stack okay it could be a stack I know those pants are getting early 50 so you know what I'm saying do the math nothing to the boy the next photo is yeah my that's my OG Oliver and a young Drake Degrassi days wearing a ransom zip-up sweatshirt for all my Canadians. They know what the fuck's going on with that. Oh, I didn't know what ransom was. Yeah, it's it's some OG, it's some OG stuff. You don't worry about that, Jason. Shout out to Oliver. I know you're listening. Shout out to Oliver. That's the and Oliver. Oliver looks. They both look very young here, but Oliver looks younger than Drake. Yeah, Oliver looks like um, kind of like a high school photo from Aphex Twin kind of vibe. The final slide seems to be a TikTok video. TikTok video of a young, uh, young British London rapper who's wearing a Ford. <laughs> That's right. Beanie. I don't know why he posted this. I'm trying to figure out. I think he, I think he just likes this kid's flow, and he likes how innocent his rhymes are because it's. I think that, he's not really saying anything. He's not speaking like a killer. He's just having like a cute, fun rap, you know, for the love of the game. I also think that Drake knows that he can, and I don't just mean this with thick women, but he can change someone's life with one post. Mm-hmm. You know, like if he thinks this is funny and Drake puts this in a slideshow, this guy's life has truly just changed. Yes, he. This kid is taking a meeting. Yeah, this kid is going to get a record deal, and I and like Drake might jump on the damn remix. You never know. I just really want to know about the abs. <laughs>
Well, for, first of all, with this kid, I was what I was thinking when I was watching this was, I think the reason why everyone thinks like London or British rappers are so cool is because whatever they're doing, whoever they are, whatever male, female, non-binary, black, white, and whatever it is, they all just sound British. They, 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 everyone sounds like you're from London, whereas female rappers, white rappers, Asian rappers, Latino rappers, black rappers in America, they all have a very specific style of speaking and a sound, and there's things that others won't say and others will say. But with with British rap, it's just all like, hey, we're all British and we're all just rapping. It has like a nice kind of uh, inclusive feel to it. That uh, maybe America was a bad idea after all is what I'm what I'm getting at. I see, I see. So you're saying to me that listening to British rap, which for the most part is unlistenable, oh. makes you rethink. Um, uh, you don't listen to British rap. Bro. I just like it, man. It's it's just nice. I like it. I think it's cool, but I don't think it's good to like. I I like it and I think it's cool. But I don't want to listen to it. That seems odd because you are such an Anglophile, and we love we love the way the that's true. You know the the spoken British word sounds, and when you put it to rap, and you have this kind of Victorian sing songy flow and cadence to it, I think it pairs so well with with hip hop and rapping. I think the beat. I think the beats are my problem. English people invented speaking English. I'm saying, you know, like, why not? Damn, bro, that's crazy. Yeah, that's on period. <laughs> you know, why muck it up with a with an accent from Vallejo as much as I love E-40? I, I just, I have tried over the years many times to listen to the coolest British rap, and I'm just, it just doesn't ever work for me. Not even Mike Skinner? No, that's the, the actually, it's, it's funny. Mike Skinner's the only one that worked for me, but I think it's because his beats were weird yeah it was like different than it was different i think that's why he broke through but like someone like stormzy i'm like i can't listen to this dave is pretty good yeah dave well is I, good. I like and i guess another part of of british rap that i do like is when they are doing weird different unique stuff like how mike skinner does or many other rappers but where it's not just like hey this is going to be skepta on a metro booming beat it does it just sounds like everything else i want to hear some weird Shit, I want to hear some funky UK flavor mm-hmm. that one can only get on BBC six or seven. You do love, you do love flavor. That's something about you. It's necessary as it pertains to my rhyme scheme. I, I, I'm sure. What kind of beats? What <laughs> kind of beats were you making when you were in the lab? Lo-fi house to finger bang to. So, <laughs> so you never. So you're telling me that DJ them jeans of of the hip hop genre. You never. You I made. Never I made some. I made some rap beats, but it never. It never had the right oomph to it. You know. Sometimes I think about it. Sometimes I think about. I, I even though it, it, it's it's kind of ironic that I use Ableton now more th- more than I ever did when I was making music and DJing and all that stuff. So now I kind of wonder what it would be like to like actually use it to make a song. Maybe I would be hitting it with fresh eyes and ears. So you're saying that so you're saying that you could have a late kind of late period. I'm saying like like my musical career, my DJ life, none of it makes sense at all, and it keeps getting more nonsensical as the years tick by. There's no reason why I should be thriving as a DJ at my age after I've retired. Don't DJ anymore, and I've and I make more money DJing than I did ten years ago. None of it makes sense. So I'm like, why not just make music? I'll probably just make a song that goes well because our podcast is popping. You know, like, 
Anything is on the table now, you know? So you're saying it is my time to make music. You, you know, some of us. <laughs> okay, so, okay, all right, all right. All right, so you're saying you're more well, well-versed, well no pun intended, than I am. I get it. I don't I mean, have as fine. many songwriting credits as Steve Lacey, but I have more than you, is what I'm saying. That's true. No, you do. The remix The remix game is famous. I... I that that brings up an interesting question because you know my 40th birthday is around the corner and as we work out oh. the kind of ins and outs of the activation i mean do you think i need a dj do you think i need a smith's cover band do you think i need a playlist like what do you think keeps the energy high to to celebrate um being this much closer to uh death i'm thinking we i i, I think my idea of getting a smith's cover band is going to be the best idea. I think pairing, the, you know, I think they're called the Sweet and Tender Hooligans. They do a great job at covering Morrissey and Smith songs. I've seen them play before. I'm sure we can get them. I can get them talked down. You know, get a really shameful rate. I can get a shameful rate. <laughs> I can put so I'm you're I can put you in. T- you're in charge of booking. You're fine with that. I'm fine with that. I can I can make those calls. No problemo. I, and I like the idea of juxtaposing a Smith's cover band that might used to be playing in, you know, like a Long Beach dive bar for five bucks at the door kind of energy or, you know, a Zebulon after party, you know, more more of these kind of piss scented venues and taking them out of the slums mm-hmm. and then plopping them nicely into maybe they're playing the pool at high mat gym. Yes, exactly. Maybe maybe we're shutting down horses and they're sh- and they're loading in their gear through the front door on sunset. Honey, we made it. This is I like this. You know, the coach and horses. Morrissey was there all the time. It's serendipitous. It, it, it is a full circle moment. But I'm worried that the I, I'm just worried that maybe the space that that we choose might not be able to co- accommodate a full band. Oh no. And location for me is first. Uh, because that's just obviously that's baseline stuff. Well, when you hire them jeans to produce your event, one thing is guaranteed: we'll make it work. Okay, good to good to know. I was I was kind of shopping around for other event coordinators and producers, but I think you just sold me on your service. Excuse me. <laughs> well, I thought you only wanted to handle the, the the talent booking. I didn't know you kind of wanted to do a tip to tail service 360 well i mean i make more money that way so it'd be nice if you just kind of let me handle it all okay okay. and we can just do one invoice and keep it clean for uncle sam you know that's true i i do like that but this is something i've really been thinking about because it's it's around the damn corner and i just no it needs to happen it needs to. i I think we need more than just a morrissey cover band though i think we'll need yeah we'll just get a couple couple bros to dj you know tim and you know, twin twin Coleman or whoever get a couple kids. Yeah, but the, but but twin, but the, I don't even know what kind of music these guys play. These young guys, they're into all the dumb shit you like. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to hear electronic music at my birthday. It, isn't it? Isn't the genre of music that's played at my birthday my choice, or is it not anymore? My birthday, my choice. It depends on where you want to have your birthday at and how much money you want to spend. But it can it can be. But then it's also more work for you because then you have to like build a playlist for them. Have you produced? Have you produced a celebrity birthday party before? Yes, I have. Okay, what kind of what what kind of talent are we looking at? Uh, there was no. I mean, the celebrity was Nikki Hilton. Uh, 
famed sister of Paris Hilton, of course. We we know who Nikki Hilton is. Okay, and where was this celebrity birthday party taking place? This was this was at Cinespace when I was where I was doing my club night. So you're saying that Nikki Nikki ta- Nikki Nikki Hilton wanted to slum it and do this party at Cinespace and not at Hyde or maybe Truesdale. Exactly. It was like a theme night for her and her rich <laughs> friends. <laughs> like like we're going to TJ Fridays for a random dinner. Yeah, this no, is I, random. I think probably AM DJ AM was probably DJing. Okay, okay. And I and I think she she definitely showed up, you know, at 1:45 before the 2 a.m. closing for her party. <laughs> but I do remember royally fucking up her birthday. What did you do? Did did the Duce not arrive in time? <laughs> <laughs> This is pre Duce, Chris. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the Henny Coladas were not flowing then? <laughs> I'm sure Nikki Hilton doesn't even drink alcohol, you know? She did then. She did then. Yeah, maybe. Well, th- here's, here's how I fucked it up royally. I had to receive the birthday cake uh, earlier in the day. Okay. Was it, oh, just quick, just quickly, gluten free, vegan, I mean, chocolate, vanilla. I don't think so. Big, I, small. It was pretty big. Multi layer. You'll, you'll, we'll get to it in a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I received the cake. Okay. And then I, I go and I put it in the walk in. That's a phrase from uh, FX is the bear. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a large yeah. refrigeration unit. Plop the cake in the walk in. That's standard restaurant biz activity. Mm. You know, this is maybe about two or three in the afternoon. And then. Birthday candle time arrives. You know, it's whatever. One in the morning. They bring the cake out. And the cake was an ice cream cake that had now melted into a puddle of birthday wishes. So what do you think? Were there too many Cinespace employees like hitting the pipe in the walk-in and they were leaving the door open like what how did this happen it should have been put in the freezer and not the refrigerator so it's all my fault mm. and i i definitely blamed it on a bus boy or somebody i always thought i always thought the walk-in got colder than a fridge but not as cold as a freezer i think they're no a walk-in is usually just a refrigerator it's just a refrigerator okay and then they'll and they'll oftentimes be a separate walk-in freezer if the restaurant's big enough of course, all of my restaurants have no freezers. Did you get any negative feedback on this, or did you kind of skate on the crime? No, she was pissed. She was pissed as hell, and I was drunk by the time that happened, and I blamed it on somebody else. Who did you have to deal with, her or one of her people? I just ran. I don't... I, it, it, <laughs> like... Because it was like it was in a, a crazy, like, booming club, you know? Yeah. And it was, so it was just may, mayhem and chaos... And she didn't really care that much. She's not going to eat the cake anyway. But. I was about to say, I'm sure the cake was free. I'm also sure she didn't pay for it. So it's kind of a it's kind of a. Perfect. It was free. She didn't pay for it, and nobody ate it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it could have been worse. It wasn't uh, Big Mama's 39th birthday, where everyone was <laughs> really kind of licking their chops, ready to have a slice of ice cream cake. Don't call me Big Mama because I am thinking about maybe doing like a kind of like a recreation of my full body in uh, <laughs> Magnolia. Oh yeah, well, okay. So so we need to get venue, we need to get entertainment and we need to get food. Hopefully the venue has food. I don't want any we food. We need to get I save I don't... the dates sent out. Okay, no food. No food. Just alcohol, open bar covered by Dunseth projects, of course. Okay, so party start what doors at 9? Doors at 9, prop most likely depending on venue, it's going to be a Monday Sunday or Monday night industry night style event because Step your money up. The places... Well, I can't, Jason. Uh, and the, the places <laughs> that, I, I love the honest response to that. Bro, you need to step your money up. I can't. I can't. Not for this. It's too wasteful already. It's art, The bill is already looking higher than I wanted it to be, but 
You know, Jason, if you, I'm not going to treat myself, who will? Well, we we know it's not going to be me. So yeah, I guess uh, that's right. I'll do a go. I'll do a little GoFundMe. You know, after that, after that dinner at after that dinner at Mother Wolf, I don't think you're ever going to put your credit card down again for it. You're you're experiencing PTSD. All all I'm saying is, I was the first person to raise an eyebrow at that price. I was ridiculed for being cheap. And then I ended up being the most chill person about it, most at peace about all of it. Well, I think, than anyone I think else. well, I think you're the most chill and at peace person in that group. So I think that kind of naturally is going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that I think we need to start talking about we need to offline this. But the dessert portion of it obviously is crucial. So no food, but you do want to have dessert. That's right. Well, there has to be a cake. And I've talked to Phoebe. I think she's on tour. So she can't kind of pop out of it and do like a song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're set back yet again with kind of the performance angle of things. Are you are you married to your birthday? Like, can you can it be in in June or or like April or something like that? Just <laughs> the way it's working out with my schedule and my 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 routing. So I know your birthday is technically uh, in September, but we're looking at kind of a May. Uh, 2023 kind of that's the best that's the best for us kind of push and then look at it in 2023 and just see how that is see how everything's shaping up because we look we we really want to do it like we want to do it but it's just it's (laughs) it's just a timing thing for us it's a timing thing for us i guess when you have like a bachelor or bachelorette party you're not supposed to do any of the planning that's all hands off but with your birthday i think you're supposed to do some planning but you're not supposed to like when the when the bill comes for the dinner, you know. Oh no no no! Put your no. You're not paying, Chris. You know what of I mean. Of course, everybody pretends like they want to pay for you when really they've just been beaten into submission by society and their judgmental eyes. Mm-hmm. And I, but in this case, I have to pay. Yeah, because your your male friends are not going to be like yo. Chris's birthday, everyone chip in eighteen hundred dollars. It would be cool if I if it would be cool if I had friends that fucking actually did do that, like real people. You know what I mean? If if I had mm-hmm. if I had real nightlife friends, if, if I was hanging out with Hwood Group, I wouldn't have this problem. Well, and shout out to Hwood Group. We love you guys. Wes Wes loves you guys too. I think do that you think maybe we could contact Hwood Group and see what Delilah is, is looking like. I mean, do you have any deep would we need to get Wes involved or just something you could kind of handle as TJ? If you're if you're open to some of their Nevada based properties yeah i think we can get that conversation started otherwise i don't know it's, so, it's, it so chris when i say off the strip it's in actually it's in a city named henderson <laughs> um and it's it's it honestly it's nice it's kind of just like a regular bar but they did kind of snap it up for the real estate aspect of it a lot of people think the h and h wood stands for holly but it, <laughs> it is henderson <laughs> they've pivoted again tax stuff it's just so easy in nevada uh-huh. you know so it's like the montana plates on the Maybach, same kind of vibe. Okay, so I can't do an H-Wood group place, so I'm kind of left. Okay, so venue is going to be kind of up to me. Unless one of your parlay bits hits or something like that, yeah, I don't really see it happening to you for this year. Okay, okay. so something For this for this fiscal quarter. For this fiscal year, all right, so I can continue to look look outward. And I, I would, of course, as your friend and, and business partner in here, I would love to cover the bill. But yeah, I mean, kind of my Bitcoin really did take a hit in Q2, I know, I especially know. after Elon sold off. So right now it's I'd like to be a little bit wetter in terms of liquidity. Uh, no, of course. I know that you're a guy that likes to stay wet. But unfortunately, these are big decisions that have to be made because we're counting down and, and it, there's it's going to be a high pressure situation for me, actually, because just like the lymphatic drainage, the facials, kind of the like the step and repeat. There's a lot of elements here um, that, that are kind of. Get, need to get sorted <laughs> hunter abrams who usually does vogue he's kind of agreed to do it uh loose 
loose stuff, but I really like the work he did actually at the Mew Mew party we weren't invited to. So I'm kind of like Ugh. he's I'm I'm a he's a first hold for us. Um, but <laughs> he said that he kind of wants he he doesn't like the step and repeat thing. But I told him unfortunately the sponsors are not going to budge on that. Oh, you don't like the step and repeat? Your hold has been released. Yeah, your hold. Your bye bye. <laughs> You're, I can't wait till there's a photographer reality show. That needs to happen. We've been released. I'm a, I'm a second hold, but I I don't know. I mean, it's the shoots tomorrow, so it's you know they gotta <laughs> let me know. You know. I mean, I'm I'm about to have my dessert course, and I haven't got a call sheet yet. And I just think it's weird that <laughs> you expect me to maybe I maybe I have to go to Magic Mountain tomorrow, and I don't have the Tesla charge. I was looking at the weather, and you're saying you want to do the outdoor stuff at two and you didn't okay dark sky is saying it's going to be raining so we need to kind of think about this and maybe flip flip it around if somebody needs to call milk because this isn't going to work not dark sky how long gone um thank you for listening this is a this is basically a, a special at this point you, you should be happy we will be back soon and we're you know we are going to be making some some announcements uh, later this month, Jason. What kind of announcements, Chris? You don't want to tell, do I, you? I don't, I don't necessarily want to get into that, but it is, of course, uh, going something that leans into our kind of bi-coastal lifestyle. It's going to be a it's going to be a concert reveal. It's it, yeah, a concert <laughs> reveal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not announcing my tour dates. I'm doing a concert reveal. <laughs> That's really good. It's a, it's just me hitting a pinata and Ticketmaster fees fall out. <laughs> <laughs> And the, okay, I can't beat that. <laughs> can't beat Ticketmaster fees falling out. You can't. All right, how long gone? Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, we love you, and we will be back uh, next week with more uh, incredible content for you to digest. Hell yeah, I can't wait to do this one on one episode again in 48 hours. Mm-hmm.